and they are also following hard after what God is doing. Amen. And uh, we are a very good example to them. We are challenging them and they are running hard. So I want us to remember that people are watching us. Hallelujah. You see, your Christian, your Christian life is a life that is led on the outside. Jesus says something. He says that no one lights a, a, a candle and puts it under a bed. But he puts it on a mantelpiece so that it will give light to everybody. Are you with me? So our lives is it, it, an example. It's a showpiece for others to see. Amen. Tell somebody, my life is a showpiece. Or tell somebody with confidence, tell them my life is a showpiece. You can watch my life. Because I am an ambassador of Christ. Hallelujah. Amen. So you cannot live anyhow. Amen. You cannot live anyhow. Today I want to preach a very simple message. And Acts chapter number 2 verse 37 to 47. It's a scripture we all know. Now when they heard this, they were cut to the heart and said to Peter and the rest of the apostles, men and brethren, what shall we do? And Peter said to them, repent and let every one of you be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. For the promise is to you and to your children and all who are afar off as many as the Lord our God will call. Amen. Verse 40 says that and with many other words he testified and exhorted them saying be saved from this perverse generation and those who were gladly received his word were baptized that day and about 3,000 souls were added to them and they continued steadfastly in the apostles doctrine and in fellowship and in the breaking of bread and in prayers. Then fear came up upon every soul and many wonders and signs were done through the apostles. Now all who believed were together and had all things common and they sold their possession and good and divided it among all as anyone had need. So continuing daily with one accord in the temple and breaking bread from house to house, they ate their food with gladness and simplicity of heart. Praising God and having favor with all the people and the Lord added to the church daily those who were being saved. Here ends the reading of his holy word. Amen. The subject matter for this discussion this morning is building a contagious church. Building a contagious church. If I say something is contagious, what is the first thing that comes into mind? It is infectious. When we say that uh, there's a contagious, there's an outbreak of a contagious disease, immediately fear comes. Are you with me? Because you know that that disease is communicable. It, you can't catch it. Recently, we're told that there is a, a, a disease called Ebola. And when Ebola came, he said, even if you go to church, don't shake the hand of somebody. Don't hug somebody because you can catch 
the disease by just shaking the person or hugging the person. Anybody who has been in contact with uh, somebody who is infected with by Ebola is infectious themselves. So it's like if you have ever traveled, when they said Ebola was in uh, was Sierra Leone, when it was Sierra Leone, if you are traveling from Sierra Leone to any part of the country, they have to quarantine you. Because the chances are you would have come into contact with somebody who is infected by Ebola. Really, what they were saying is that Ebola was, was such a fearful disease that people were trying very hard to stay away from it. See, when something is contagious, we are afraid of it. We just read in the scripture that, and fear came upon them. Why? Because they were an infectious church. They were a contagious church. Hallelujah. Today, this, this day, we don't, have a, we don't have contagious churches. Hallelujah. You see, a contagious church is a church of contagious Christians. Are you with me? A contagious church is a church full of contagious Christians. A contagious Christian is a Christian who when you come into contact with, you'll be affected by Jesus Christ or you'll be infected by Jesus Christ. You've missed a good place to clap your hands. <laughs> Hallelujah. A contagious Christian is a Christian that carries the power of God. A contagious Christian is a Christian who when he comes into contact with you, your life is never the same again. Because he will infect you. Hallelujah. These days, these days, we don't have contagious Christians. Sometimes you may be a Christian at work and your people don't know. But see, when somebody has a flu or somebody has a coughing, you know those type of infectious cough and all those viruses, when they have it and they go to any place, any working environment, confined space, people want to avoid them because as soon as you walk in, even if you don't say anything, they can tell. Your eyes show that you have the, the, your nose is running. There is a symptom around you that tells us that you are infected. Hallelujah. And it makes people want to run away from you. Ask your neighbor, are you infected? Are you contagious? Or we have been, we can lie by you for hours, for years, for days, and never ever catch the disease. If people can be your best friend and never catch the disease of Jesus Christ, there is something wrong with you. You are not a contagious Christian. Hallelujah. You are not a contagious Christian. And if you are not a contagious Christian, then I'm afraid to tell you that really Jesus Christ is not probably in you. Because if you are not contagious, then probably you don't have the disease. You cannot, you cannot, you cannot, you cannot convince me that you have Ebola if I am by you and I don't catch Ebola. And we can't see any symptom of Ebola by you. That means there's something wrong. You have a disease, but we can't feel it. Hello? I said, hello. Oh, are you awake this morning? Yeah. You see, 
I, 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 I preached. There's a message I'm, I, I'm about to preach. And there's a message God gave me for our church this season. And that is five minutes, 25 minutes to stop work. I'll preach in the second service. 25 minutes to stop work. When, have you ever done an exam before? And during the exam, as you were writing, the invigilator came and said, 25 minutes to stop work. Has it happened to you before? Give me a week. How many know that when you are told 25 minutes to stop work, everything changes? How many have been through that before? Immediately, there's a certain cold or hot wind that blows behind your ear. That tells you that, listen, if I don't buckle up, I'm failing. Because there are five questions. You've only answered two. And you are about to start the third, the third question. And they said 25 minutes to stop work. You ask, well, what have I used all the time for? By that time, you don't write points as you are answering the question. How many know what I'm talking about? There's no point. You know, like you read, you read a question, then you write some points on the side. This point, one point, two point, three point, four. Is this what I'm going to use? But when it's a 25 minutes to stop, there's no time for writing points. There's no time to look around to see whether your best friend is, is writing or not. No, no, no. You're, as you are writing, the points are dropping. And you, your handwriting changes. And you are going so fast. That is like, Hallelujah. Oh, I say hallelujah. Yeah. We, we, we need to change and trans, tr- transit from, from where we are into a contagious church. Because so far, we haven't been contagious. So far, actually, we've been quarantined. The, 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 the difference between a, a quarantine church and a contagious church is that a contagious church is out there. A quarantine church is in here. Some of us, we quarantine the, the gospel. We've made it an exclusive club. Only for us. It is just us and our friends. Us and the people who are close by. Some, sometimes a church is a, is a quarantine church. When you come in, you are not welcome. When you come in, you don't feel at home. When you come in, it's like, why have you come to disturb us? We don't want you here. But a, 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 a contagious church is everybody, whosoever will may come. We are, we are, catch, we are spreading it everywhere. Right and everybody is sneezing. <laughs> everybody is coughing. Everybody's eyes are red. Some, some place, some time ago, there was a disease of the eye. I don't know what it's called. Apollo, isn't it? Apollo. I don't know what, what they call it, but it's like it affects, it's as if stones are in your eyes. Your eyes begin to itch, and then there's some pass here, and you begin to, it begins to water. You know, so when you see somebody who has that, that disease around, you stay away from them because you don't want to catch that Apollo. Because it's very, very, very contagious. Hallelujah. Are you a contagious Christian? Is this a contagious church? Are we a contagious bunch? Or are we a quarantine bunch? The best example of a contagious church is the church in Jerusalem. The Bible says that 
that church when they were in the uh, in the uh, upper room and the holy spirit came upon them it was before the holy spirit came it was a quarantine church they were together they they were just by themselves nobody knew them nobody knew anything about them but as soon as the holy spirit dropped upon them immediately peter went to town and began to preach and peter said men and brethren these people that you are hearing are not drunk as you suppose seeing that it's the early hours of the day these guys are not drunk but this is the prophecy a fulfillment of the prophecy that was that was given by a prophet joel in the last days I'll pour my spirit upon all flesh. Your sons and daughters will dream dreams. And they'll prophesy. These guys are prophesying. And the Bible says, when they had fi- he had finished preaching, the people said, so men and brethren, what shall we do? What shall we do? A contagious church affects the people that they are by. A contagious church will make people say, men and brethren, what shall we do? How can we be part of you? How can we join? What must we do to become part of this church? If people are not saying, men and brethren, what shall we do? We are not a contagious church. We are a quarantine church. Hallelujah. You see, the first thing you must understand about a contagious church is that a contagious church is not about the size. It is not a size like 2,000 people, 3,000 people, 200 people, 300 people. That makes the church a contagious church. It is not the number. It is something in them. I said it's something in them that makes them contagious. And when they are contagious, obviously the number will grow. Hallelujah. The Bible says in one day, 3,000 souls were added. In one day, 3,000 souls. That is the effect of a contagious church. If this church becomes a contagious church, immediately the number will start growing exponentially. Because it takes just one or two people to spread a disease. There are certain countries like Australia, you can't take certain foods and certain seeds and certain plants there. Do you understand? Because any plant that you can plant, that has life in it, that can easily become something. They don't allow it. Because they know it takes one seed. It takes one Christian who is contagious to fill the whole country. One seed. Somebody say one seed. Somebody say I am that seed. If you and I become contagious, this room cannot contain us. If we move away from being quarantined into becoming contagious, immediately nobody can stand this church. We've quarantined the grace of God. We've quarantined the power of God. We've quarantined the word of God. We've quarantined, you know, even the love of God. We've quarantined everything about God. We've quarantined. So, so the world is not feeling what we are feeling. Bible says that creation is waiting endlessly for the manifestation of the sons of God. The whole world is waiting for us to move out of the quarantine. To become contagious. 
when we become contagious, we will affect the world. They will, you see, the world respects and is afraid of contagious diseases. You see, any group of people that have contagiousness in their psyche, the world takes notice. Recently, the young people, some young people rose up. They said they were called ISIS. They were contagious bunch of people. When you come into contact with them, their ideology will, will affect you. You'll be contaminated with your, their ideology. And you see that many countries, all of a sudden, many countries were losing their young people and, and their, young, their, their old people into to this particular group of people. That's that as a small group, but contagious. Immediately, the world stood up. Said, no, we cannot wait. Let's go to war. Let's gather planes. You bring me planes. You bring some ammunition. You bring money. You bring something. Let's go and fight ISIS, wherever they are. Because we cannot allow this bunch, this contagious bunch, to, to, to set loose. Hallelujah. So they were trying very hard to quarantine them, trying very hard to defeat ISIS. How many heard of that? Let's try and defeat ISIS. Why do you think of all the groups that have come? Why do you think that the United Nations and all the countries, even those who are quarreling with each other, came together, said, let's go and fight ISIS? Remember before the, uh, uh, that time, Syria was fighting Syria. Isn't it? Syria was fighting its, its own people. There were some people around the Iraqis and Iran. They were all trying to fight each other. But immediately ISIS came. Everybody suspended the war. Their wars, inter-tribal wars, inter-country wars were all suspended. They were all suspended. Because we have a major crisis on our hands. We have a contagious bunch of people that we need to deal with. Hallelujah. Do we have a contagious bunch of Christians to deal with? Bible says that the high priests, the Pharisees, the elders stood up. They said, no, we cannot allow these guys. We cannot allow these guys. Because contagious Christians take over. Contagious Christians set the whole country ablaze, an uproar. Hallelujah. Yeah. So the first thing we must know about contagious church is that it is not about the size. It's not about the size. Someone says it's not about the size. We only need five people to be a contagious church. Hallelujah. Tell somebody we only need five. We only need five people. A contagious spirit is not based on numbers. A contagious church is based on the relationship they have with God. A contagious church is based on their relationship they have with God. That's what makes them contagious. Hallelujah. I was saying at the all night that the, the, the people took note that these guys had been with Jesus. How many remember that story? They realized that the guys had been with Jesus. That is all. They were unlearned, unskillful men. But, somebody say but. The only big, big but in the whole story was that they had been with Jesus. And that changed the, the, the equation. 
Amen. A contagious church is a church that has a contagious relationship with Jesus. Which means that Jesus is affecting them, they are affecting Jesus. Matthew, uh, John chapter 15. John chapter 15, quickly. Verse 1 says, I am the vine, you are the, my father is the vine dresser. Every branch in me that does not bear fruit, he takes out. And every branch that bears fruit, he prunes that it may bear what? More fruit. He says, I am the vine. My father is the vine dresser. Then he goes on to say that you are the branches inside me, the vine. And then he goes on to give a characteristic of the branches. Every branch in me that does not bear fruit, the father cuts. Amen. You see, the time for quarantine churches to be cut off is now. A lot of churches, a lot of people that are calling themselves churches, they are just a society contained in a room. A community of like-minded people that are being, you know, it's like we, we do, when it's funeral, we gather together. When it is a wedding, we gather together. When it's baby dedication, we gather together. You know, rock of unity type of Christ, uh, church. It is a quarantine church. And I can guarantee you, Jesus is not in it. Yeah. Because the only characteristics of a Jesus-related church is increase. Because the verse 2 says, every branch in me that does not bear fruit, he cuts away. Because Jesus, the, 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 the vine, has a vine dresser who is God. And that man is a businessman. And he wants fruit. Touch your neighbor and say, God wants fruit. Tell them that it's, it's serious now. Let's get serious. Tell them that let's get serious now. God wants fruits. Every branch in me that bears fruit, he, he, that does not bear fruit, he takes away. And every branch in me that bears fruit, he prunes, he purges, he, 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 he dresses, he puts, he puts more uh, spirit in them so that they can bear more fruits. Because he wants the, 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 the he wants fruits. Do you know that Christianity is lagging behind in terms of all the religions in affecting the world? Islam is affecting the world more. Atheism is affecting the, more, the world more. Even uh, LGBTB, whatever people, they, they are affecting the world more than we are affecting the world. We have quarantined the gospel instead of making it contagious. The people are giving money towards LGBTB, whatever they call themselves. Yeah. People are giving money. People are giving their time. Experts who are homosexuals are coming to the to help to, to make countries that don't want homosexuality even put pressure on them to want homosexuality. They finance it. How many of us finance the gospel? How many? 
many of us will give our time, our money, our expertise to make the gospel go far? No, 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 no. Rather, we'll help contain it with our selfishness. The selfishness contains the, 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 when you're thinking about yourself all the time, you are containing the gospel. When I, my trip to South Africa cost more than five, six thousand pounds. Yeah. And when I got to the, the church, I realized that everything was broken. Everything in the church was broken. Microphones are broken. The pulpit, I put my Bible on it, the pulpit went like this. You know that uh, uh, metal puppet we have? Yeah, they have one of, the, of it. And the two ha- are broken. The bottom piece and the top piece are broken. And they've used a rope to tie it. And they've used some, some cloth to cover it, to decorate it. And I didn't know. I just put my Bible on it. Immediately it went like this. I hadn't even touched it. Listen, the gospel is very expensive. I say the gospel is very expensive. If we put money into the gospel, people will come. You are, not, you are not hearing what I'm saying. If we put money into the gospel, people will come. There's, there's a church that four years ago, the road that I lived on, four years ago, the church was not there. I haven't been to South Africa in four years. Just four years, I went. The church has just been put up Big building and over 10,000 people sitting there. When I entered the church and I sat down, I understood why 10,000 people were sitting there. Meanwhile, just adjacent, just across on the corner, there's another church that has been there since 2008. Yeah, it's been there by 30 members. And when I went there, there were still 30 in the room. Hallelujah. Am I talking to somebody? Because one is a contagious church. The other is a quarantine church on the same street. If you read on, I don't have, maybe we'll continue next week. If you read on, you see that and the people that had lands and houses, they sold their lands, they sold their houses, they sold everything to make sure that the church became contagious. It is only in the church that 10 pounds is a lot of money. It's only in the church that 5 pounds is like a, a sacrifice. Two hours is too much time to spend in the house of God. Meanwhile, you only sit behind the TV. You can be there for six hours and not realize that you have even been sitting down. It's only in the church. It's quarantined. Money doesn't go. I I took the bank statement of the church and I showed it to the church, the, the leaders of the church. They started crying. Like a month, they give this amount, small, 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 one pound, two pound, one pound, two pound, one pound, two pound. How can we push the gospel with one pound, two pounds? And that's how come the things are broken. Even lights were off. Let's not criticize because we have the same problem here. Are you with me? 
Because we are not pushing the, this gospel. We are not pushing the gospel. The gospel is quarantined. Let me show you how Satan has helped us to quarantine the gospel. First of all, the Satan has made us believe that the pastors are thieves. So the pastors must not ask for money. Are you with me? So now the pastors have to go and look for jobs to do. Which makes them ineffective. Uh, are you understanding what I'm saying? Yeah, because as I'm, I'm here, Monday morning I'm going to work. There are three books that I should be writing. That I should have finished before the end of last year. I'm still writing them because I don't have the time. After preaching, after going to work, after doing everything, I cannot write those books. If I was full-time, those books have been written long ago. Can you see how we have quarantined the gospel? I, I, I'm just giving one example. Yeah. If we had money, we would have a lot more churches. I was saying to the church that I don't think we can afford to spend another uh, five, ten thousand pounds, you know, but before the end of this year. But really, the, what they need is that at least every six months, one pastor from here must go there. Every six months. But every six months, it's going to cost this church a lot. Yeah. We went, I was, we were trying to start another branch there. The place is fatal. It's, it's um, what's the word? It is waiting for a contagious person to make a large following. Can we find a pastor and pay him to go for two years, three years, we'll sponsor him to be in South Africa and build a 10,000 seater church? Is it possible? It is only possible when we have a contagious minded church. Because we have people who can do it in this room, listening to me. But because of our selfishness and our lack of funding the gospel, right now we have contained the gospel. We have contained the gospel. Within three and a half weeks, I, I think we achieved much more in South Africa within three and a half weeks than they have done in three years. Everything was changed. By the time I'm leaving, the whole place is bright. Everything was changed from court. There was nothing that was standing that had, was, had been stood there before I came. Everything had been changed. Everything, everything brand new. And immediately the people received a certain uh, vim, a certain courage to go out there. We went on evangelism. You, could, you should see the church members very excited. Because some injection had been given to them. And immediately we saw a lot of miracles in the service. A lot of miracles in the service. Why? Because the church suddenly had become contagious. Hallelujah. Let's build a contagious church. Stand to your feet. We'll continue next week.